Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello. Welcome to this episode where I'm at the sort of home of the brilliant Jess Lee Wilson, one of the masterminds behind Anglesey's hugely lauded Helen Morn Salt. Mmm, salt. And we have an absolutely game-changing chat, laugh in the afternoon away, as you'll be able to tell. First things first, thanks for listening to this podcast and for telling every sausage in the world about it. If you've ever got spare cash as well, I'm over at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and that's where I swap your money for great podcasty stuff like extra content, recipes and discount tickets to live shows and all sorts of wonderment like that. Tuck in please if you can afford it. But as ever, I'm mainly just grateful for you rating, reviewing and subscribing and also spreading the word. The next live show for Hoovering is in Canterbury at the Marlowe Festival on the 18th of July. Come! All book tickets to see Hoovering live in Edinburgh on the 13th and 14th of August as part of the, uh, the, the little-known comedy festival happening there that month. And if you want to come to any of that or see my stand-up, which will be up there, or previews before, or I'm in a play at the moment in London called Brexit until the 6th of July, all of that is listed on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Right, let's have a podcast. Uh, this one was extraordinarily good fun. And for reference, uh, my recording equipment packed up during this one classic uh, so it was recorded on my backup thing and that means you join us sadly just after I've downed a shot of Jess's cough mixture she had it on the table and I thought why not um, I didn't have a cough but she said oh yeah that's my cough mixture and it tastes nice and you know what 
It bloody well did. Are we in your house? Are we not? Yeah, no, we are in my house. So yeah. this is, um, I have lived here for four years with my brother. Um, right. And I'm sort of between here and um, North Wales, Anglesey, where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, he's here full time. So, and then we have a couple of housemates as well. And is he working on salt? Well, he sort of dabbles in salt. So it's a, it's, a, it's a family business. So both my brothers were involved to an extent, but okay. they've also both got full time jobs. I feel he's like immediately. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Any comedy or no? <laughs> yeah. he, do you think he's so, it's not in sort of um, podcast to TV development? I mean, do you know you're joking? But he did work in development for a long time. Oh God! <laughs> um, yeah, he then he worked at um, he worked for River Cottages um, production company. For oh a wow! Time. So that's quite like he's also into food. Okay, brilliant. And I feel bad for yeah. asking. I can't. I don't really give a shit about your brother. I need to talk to you, Jess. Um, but now that we've got straight into it, I think um, I think in, c- can you explain to us um, about Helen Monsol and have I Absolutely. said it right? Absolutely. Yeah. So really, you need to say um, Helen Morn. So. That Oh, that O is a much longer sound in Welsh. Oh, because so it's got a hat on. It's got a hat on, yeah. Do you yeah. speak Welsh? Mm, not really, no. Helen Morn. Yeah. You do. Um, You're, I'm, mine is sounding like it's taking a lot more effort from me than yours. <laughs> Morn. Um, it's, it, it translates as Anglesey salt, so literally, that's what it means. Oh, sweet. Um, okay, well, there we go. Well, yeah. If you want then, listeners, you can call it that. Absolutely. Anglesey salt. Pure oh, white sea one. salt from Wales. Lovely. Yeah. I like this um, lovely oh, salt you. holder. Thank you very much. And there it is, full of salt, and it comes yeah. with a spoon. It does come with a spoon. Now I feel like we're on QVC. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, I love it, though. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've talked a lot on this podcast about salt because I'm obsessed I've noticed, it. yeah. What, um, um, how do you get that out of the sea, then? Um, so basically, and do you go and get it with a net? I don't personally go and get oh, it with a net. Yes. I wish that it was the bloody case. hands dirty, mate. It is all handmade, though. It okay. is literally all handmade, handmade, just not by me. Yeah. So we basically we have a pipeline which goes straight into the sea, into yeah. the strip of water between the Isle of Anglesey and the mainland. So that's in North Wales. Okay. So it's kind of on the way to Ireland. Okay. Um, and uh, the pipeline draws the water in, it goes through a sandbank and it goes through a mussel bed, first of all. So they're, ba- they're basically like nature's best filters. So that's what mussels do, wow. is they filter out all the crap of water. That's sort of the Did you job. put the mussel bed there? No, it just happens to be there. one of the largest mussel beds in, in Wales anyway. Um, um, do, and do, you, do people eat those mussels? They do, absolutely. And the weirdest oh thing God. is like 90% of them get exported to France and Belgium. So you sit down to your mull free and uh, it's Welsh yeah. that's bonkers it it's so bonkers. bonkers and isn't there loads of this is, I thought there's loads of um, oysters and um, Essex as well that go absolutely elsewhere. it's just because like us Brits don't have the same sort of appetite for it which I think is I bloody do impressive. I think I've got the appetite of 15 <laughs> Brits <laughs> Um, I yeah. I mean, I'm actually I've been veggie for a good twenty years, but I do think that that's very sustainable food. And oh hell the yeah! The amount of protein you so get. So would you not eat a bivalve? I, w- I wouldn't eat. Not into bivalves as well. Oh, anyway, yeah. Fine. 
Um, I wouldn't. Do you? Are you a big fishy person then? Well, I try and flirt with veganism, but terribly. Well, that's what I um, thought. Yeah, yeah, no, not very well these days at all. Anyone who's listened to the podcast from the beginning yeah. has been quite open with me about how fun it's been to watch my complete <laughs> wagon. Oh, you're joking. Henry, like, you know, couldn't not just sort of fallen off the wagon, fucking jumped with glue. <laughs> Fire a couple of bouncy castles and then onto the floor. I um, <clears throat> but I still do care about where food comes from. There's a uh, really brilliant comedian called Alfie Brown who's got, I think, a similar opinion to me in terms of the ethics of eating in the sense that he says, um, you know, it, he that understands that veganism is the way forward. But all the mm-hmm. people he's met who are vegans um, uh, are so appalling that he. Um, <laughs> He, it's just comedy. I don't think he means it, but that he, um, and then at the end of this bit, he says, "Oh, but obviously I don't eat any meat or fish or dairy." Oh, right. And it's really, and then he says, "But because I don't want to classify myself as a vegan, I still eat." He, he forces himself to eat disgusting bivalves that he doesn't even oh, like the taste of, just so well, that he never fair. fully counts as a vegan. But I really like oysters and mussels. Okay, great. Well, there you go. And they're sustainable. They are very sustainable. Yeah, they are absolutely, and I think they're actually quite good for you, aren't they? I, I think they've got they're all quite sorts good for of you. vitamins and minerals. Especially if they've been living on your salt pipe. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So your their pipe goes through there, and I've interrupted you because yeah. you said muscle farm. Yeah. Um, and then so the water's sort of drawn in, and then it goes to the the salt coat, which is a, a much nicer way of saying factory because we don't really like that word. Yeah. Um, it's an old French word. Uh, and then the, basically we make an incredibly salty brine and this is the quite, it's actually weirdly quite engineered process. So it's boiled under a vacuum so that the boiling point is lower. Ooh. And then, um, so we make we make a very strong brine to get, we basically just get rid of a load of water. Um, right. And we're a very sort of sustainable minded company. So we do all sorts of things with that water because it's distilled water, which means it's incredibly pure. Ooh. So we sell it to people. What's mad is we sell it on Amazon um, um, and I've read some of the reviews and it's so funny what people use it for like they're feeding it to their Venus fly traps they're putting it in their model trains they're putting it in their irons they talk about how good it is for their ironing um, you know and it's oh, salty water is it no, just no, it's pure completely water. pure so just, it's, it's got literally nothing in it it's so just if you, you could just drink it into your mouth What's weird about that is you could, but it tastes horrible. Right, it's too pure. Yeah, once all the sort of... Do you think it it taste of the taste of your own tongue? The the muck of your own tongue? That's a good, that's a deep question. That's why it's disgusting. It just tastes like, it tastes dead. It tastes flat. Like there's, it's, it's, it's just rubbish. It's It's a water's corpse. Yeah. That's great. Maybe that should be our new name for it. Water's Court. <laughs> I, I can't see it shifting quite as many on Amazon. It'll be like, what's the name of that jeweller who admitted that all of his stuff was a load of shit and then he went bankrupt? Rat. Oh, oh God. Um, no, don't do that. Um, but so, this is so fascinating. I've never heard of the purest pure water and well, it would be anything yeah. other than delicious yeah. and taste of angels. It's funny, isn't it? You'd imagine that. And, um, you know, we're all we're all for selling byproducts and making something. You know, I think it's very important to use all of the things that you you make from yeah. the process. You know, it's a bit like you know you kill a pig and you should bloody eat all of the pig. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same sort of vibe. So um, yeah, and then we make this brine, and then it's released into these. Um, sh- they look like sort of baths, basically. Um, and then we apply a heat source to the top and then the crystals rise to the surface and then when they're ready they drop down a bit and then they're literally all harvested by hand so wow. we have some amazing very skilled salt makers who um, <gasps> harvest them all with 
uh, sort of spades and then we rinse them um, with another sort of with with more um, strong brine so that it what it does is take away the excess minerals and the salt so there's a lot of like calcium and um, essentially that, that, that chalky sort of ness which yeah. is what we don't want so basically we, we try and make the best salt we possibly can and rinsing it is a big part of that um, yeah so and then so and you then rinse packet, salt in salt water exactly. to get rid of some of the extra things that aren't salt on it a hundred percent oh yeah. maybe God, it should be a blurry my mind <laughs> far from it <laughs> yeah and then we also have our own um we have a smokery on site as well so we smoke it wow uh, which is delicious i'll see if i can dig some of that out for you to taste oh my good. god yes please yeah. i like smoked anything yeah oh that's um, so cool and then yeah we do all sorts of wacky flavors and we send it all over the world and um we work with some amazing people. I mean, I'm really lucky. I've got a great job. I'm it's always so around cool. really interesting chefs making delicious things. Oh, God, it's so cool. Yeah. And so um, tell me about some of the snazzy flavours. Oh, so, I mean, I should have some in front of me. Uh, we have a really interesting one, which basically came from uh, my ex-boyfriend as a chef and has a restaurant in New York. Um and he developed this thing called Magic Dust, which we had to change the name of because it sounds too much like yeah, drugs. Yeah, too much like drugs. Yeah. Um, what do And did people in New York just hear Magic Dust and think, oh, magical yeah. Disney? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fairy Dust, absolutely. <laughs> Even um, that just sounds like yeah. gag. God, I know, it's really We're bad, so grotty, it? aren't we? We're so corrupt. <laughs> but literally, we had to change it because it was yeah. just... Um, anyway, so it's basically, it's, it's nutritional, it's something that I think his granddad used to do it. It's nutritional mm-hmm. yeast with mm-hmm. a blend of a few spices and salt. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to get some. I'm gonna yeah, get some. yes, please. It's delicious. <clears throat> oh, fab. Um, I'm big into nutritional yeast. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, for, oh, God. I've got a friend who, got, who um, is vegan and took some to her. I've, also, I wasn't saying earlier that all vegans are idiots I know you the future please don't lie to me um, yeah she um, she took her mum some nutritional yeast to try and then um, just, just go straight up a week later she said um, her mum had rung her and said I've, I've finished the tub can you bring me some more um, <laughs> so what just stick my finger yeah stick your finger in I have to lick it first I've licked it now. I mean yeah go for it yeah we're all friends here it looks like oh can I sniff it it's quite, it's quite clumpy actually. Mm. It's quite damp, but um, it's God, I'm not really selling it. Looks it like sand. But he puts it on. God, that was a good chunk. You I might take yeah. absolutely loads. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, that's going to be so it's salty. Really mate. nice. I do want a piece of watermelon mm. to wash that down. Yes, with. please. Is that what that's for? The watermelon for the well, salt eating. Do you know what? It's quite a nice thing to sort of clean out your mouth. Mm, if you've had a lot of salt. So well. tasty. It is that tasty. is amazing. So in his restaurant, that's you get it on popcorn, and basically you eat the popcorn, and then you just need another drink, and then it does mm. really good cocktails. So it's a pretty wicked combination. Oh my god, that is so delicious. There's something so um, meaty, really, about the that. Is. It's funny, and it is vegan. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Shit, and we people always sell it great. to some people who put it on peanuts and all sorts of. Interesting, delicious things. Um, chips, chips, hundred percent. Roast chicken, less vegan, but less still, vegan. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of chicken salt? Have you talked about that before? No. Tell me about that's, chicken salt. That's an Australian thing, and I don't, I don't even think it has chicken in it. But like some Australians are obsessed with it. Mm. Sure, I've seen Felicity Ward talk about it. 
Um, chicken salt. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like, because I took way too big a clump of that <laughs> magic dust. I really wish I'd been able to tell you not to. Um, I feel like I've had an Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> but it was delicious. <laughs> I've just had a rehydration tablet. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic on a hangover. Absolutely, yeah. Ooh. There's a good story about how the salt company sort of started, which is yeah. an interesting one. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum and dad were, they went to university together and they've been together for yonks and they... In um, Anglesey. Up in Anglesey, in Bangor, actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the mainland. They were basically completely broke. So to earn some extra cash, what do you do? They start selling wet fish in the student's <laughs> union. In the student's union? union. They what? start selling fish just on the side. Oh, yeah. God. Um, when was this? Oh, God. I guess it would have been the late 70s, I guess. Fish. Um, yeah. <laughs> um... And that sort of eventually grew into quite a decent-sized fishmongers, yeah. and they also did a bit of... They dabbled with game as well, as you do. Right. Um, and they... Uh, basically, people started coming to them and saying that they wanted to see the fish alive, that they wanted to know more about where, where things were coming from. Um, so they set up a couple of tanks so that people could see, and then those tanks grew into larger... Uh, Wales' largest aquarium, which still exists today. So Whoa. I basically grew up in an aquarium. Wow! Um, is, yeah, so they sold that about 10 years ago, but it was, honestly, it was just so much fun. And it was, That's it was, awesome! Yeah, and then basically it was, it's an amazing business, but it was very seasonal, so it would be yeah. really busy in the summer and then dead in the winter. So they needed something that was more year-round. And we, um, we had a license to extract seawater because the Queen owns all of the coastline. Oh, God. So you have to pay per gallon of water that you extract. To the fucking Queen? 100%, yeah. So, what? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. I think that anyone is allowed to own the sea. Yeah, well, they do. They own the coastline, yeah. So they because thought... Because I suppose <laughs> the salt is a solid and so it's not the sea. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know this sort of... She's water. fine for money. And swans. And yeah, swans. And swans. Yeah, so they just basically had a brainstorm of other shit that they could do with the water. Right. And one of the things that they came up with was salt, and that was in 96, which actually quite ahead of its time. Yeah. Because um, I know it's quite a sort of she-she thing, like posh salt now, but back then it wasn't really. There was just moulding, and that was it. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like it's really recent that everybody's got a yeah. pot of chunky salt in, yeah. on the side in their kitchen. And, like, really start to care about where it's come from as yeah. well. I think that's quite modern. So, yeah, it's an interesting story of how it came about. And, that's brilliant. And they've been and able to breed baby seahorses, which are sort of notoriously <gasps> fussy about clean water. So they knew that the sea was very, very clean. So they, wow. Yeah, it's a good starting point for clean salt. They've bred them in the sea. Yeah, well, in the aquarium. In, in the, the aquarium. aquarium. Yeah, yeah. In the seawater in yeah. the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen one at the um, tiny aquarium at the Horniman Museum mm. in Forest Hill. Some baby seahorses. So cute, aren't oh, they? Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. And they're so cool, aren't they? Because the dads oh, no, have the babies. Yeah. Um, ideal scenario. Ideal scenario. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so if you grew up in an aquarium, and let's talk about eating when you were growing up then. Mm. Did you have any siblings? Did you eat? lots of the fish that you were looking at in your home um well so i've been i've been veggie since i was maybe four or five oh, really because apparently i just i don't remember i just wouldn't i wouldn't eat mm. it Once, wouldn't, but it sounds like that's about the age that you you really start to understand what, what it was yeah yeah what meat was 
What's your little one like around me? And so very um, as a little baby, I just wanted him to try everything, mm. and he really wasn't interested in me. I had friends whose babies would happily like hold a bit of chicken or. You yeah, know, a drumstick or what? Maybe not a drumstick. You don't. I don't think you give it to baby bone. <laughs> but, you know, just my my friends. Um, well, my, so my son's ostensible. One of his best friends is my friend's son, and he um, first thing he ate was a Christmas dinner roast turkey. Wow! Just bit bit after bit of roast turkey. Whereas my kid was uh, not fussed at all about that. He would eat. He, he but now he eats everything. It's a long, it's a short time. Oh, well, that's pretty, um, that's pretty great. I basically didn't like meat and I didn't like fish. I didn't really like vegetables either. Right. <laughs> I was wow. What yeah. did you carbs? Oh God, basically carbs. Yeah, I remember yeah. a lot of pasta and noodles and bread. And but I feel like, I don't know, I, you know, I've turned out all right. And now yeah. I eat, like, now I'm, I'm veggie, but I love basically all all food that is really? veggie. Yeah, so. And you're not pescatarian veggie, you're veggie no, veggie. Not. Can I eat some of these biscuits that are oh in front God, of us? Oh 100%, yeah. Um, so can you tell me what you've made? Yeah. So thank these, you so much for baking. Oh, you're so welcome. These are some egg yolk cookies, <gasps> which are, the recipe is by a lady called Claire Patak, who I'm sure lots of people have heard of, mm. who is an absolute dream of a baker. She made, um, Harry and Meghan's wedding cake. <gasps> she has a bakery just around the corner from where we're sitting I'm in going, London. I'm just going in my Oh, please, talk. go in. Yeah. Um, and her secret is basically you use just the egg yolk. You don't oh use the white. God. So they're, they're exceptionally gooey and rich. Shit. And it's a healthy dose of salt. Oh, my God, because <laughs> I haven't had enough. <laughs> wow. Because you didn't eat enough in that large clump that you ate earlier. I ate a walnut's worth of... <laughs> These are incredible. They're really good, aren't they? They're so They're gooey good. inside. And also the other secret is you freeze them for a bit first. So what? that the, the dough doesn't spread out as much when mm. you bake them. Yeah. That's how you do that? Yeah, it's very clever, yeah. Oh my God, I'm looking this person up. She's amazing. Honestly, you'd love it. And mm. her bakery is, like, honestly, it's just the best version of every cake you've ever had in that. It's called the Violet Bakery. The Violet Bakery. Yeah. She's she's American, but she started a, a little... She had a... I think she started with a market stall, and now she's got this. It's also really funny, you know, since she did the royal um, cake, mm. it's obviously, like, um, she's got a lot of press attention I yeah. think she must be in loads of travel guides because I always see like it's in a really residential part of Hackney and mm. there's always like people just arriving with like eight suitcases like do you, do you know what I mean ready to stock up absolutely oh yeah. shit like fans of the royal family well now, yeah or just and she's in that on like Lonely Planet or something do you know what I mean like so funny yeah yeah like, the first time Lonely Planet's ever taken anyone to Hackney <laughs> exactly <laughs> This yeah. is off the charts. Mm. I'm so glad you were happy to keep talking for a bit so oh I could put at least half of it in my face. Yeah, well, I've, as you saw when you arrived, I'd already started before you arrived. Oh, so well, it's so it. nice. <laughs> you have to take some bits in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Really low-brow chocolate as well. Sorry, it's Galaxy. Whoa! Oh, no, Don't sorry. ever be rude about Galaxy. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Not, is, yeah. that, is that low-brow chocolate? It's just quite low-brow. It's very accessible. Low I think that's... That's the pound deal at WH Smith. That's But when you, you know, do um WH Smith isn't lowbrow. <laughs> no, it's not. I love I love a bit of Smith. Yeah, <laughs> Poundland is lowbrow. <laughs> Catford Poundland. Where they line lots of plastic toy guns up against the window oh, to entice your child that's, in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Bait. Well done, yeah, Catford. Plastic bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um 
Oh, well, actually, let's talk about your book and then I'll ask you some more random things. Mm. Um, it's called The Magic of Seasoning. Hmm. What yeah. is it about? Just all about salt, as one might expect. Oh, pickled um, onions. Is that a recipe for pickled onions? It's, it's a recipe it's, book. Yeah, it's a recipe book. So, well, it's sort of a, it's sort of a celebration of salt as an ingredient, and there's a good chunk mm. of recipes in there. But it's basically just, I think it's been it's been quite vilified in recent years, salt. And I think we kind of got we just got a bit fed up. People just slagging it off all the mm. time because you obviously too much of it is bad for you, but too much of most things are bad for you. Yeah. And, also, you can't actually live without any salt, you know, and our, yeah. bod- our bodies have no way of storing it, so you have to make sure that you have it regularly. Is that, tell me about that. What do our bodies do? Just sweat it out? Well, we can't store it. We've got no way of storing Is it. Is that why it's in our sweat and animals want to lick us? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do animals want to lick you? Mm. Yeah, does that happen a lot? Has an animal not licked you for the salt? Well, I... I guess I never really thought about it, but I guess it probably is for. I've got a puppy at the moment. So oh. she's not here at the moment, but oh. yeah, she does. She does like her. She likes to lick the old face. Yeah, it's because um, of the salty face, Joss. Absolutely. <laughs> so our bodies can't store salt. <laughs> um, but I just feel like people people have sort of launched a, an mm. anti-salt campaign, and we've kind of forgotten how how important and instrumental it's been. Also throughout history, and I'm I'm not a boring person. Like I'm not really into like you know reams and reams of history but um it's very in terms of like food preservation that's before fridges that's, yeah, how, yeah, that's yeah. how we got along you know yeah. we cured meats and um it's it's an amazing way to store and keep food for a long yeah. period of time um it doesn't depend on where you're at in your life how um, my um ex-mother-in-law sent me several articles um when my son was born mm-hmm. about um how careful I need to be about how much salt you're Yeah, having. sure. But it did look like once it gets to about five, you can stop caring very much. <laughs> I mean, I should say that I'm I'm not I'm not dispatching health advice here. No, nor am I. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I'm a comedian. I regularly sound like I am, but I regularly hope if you're listening to this, be, will remind you never ever to take health advice from me. <laughs> I think. Um, I think the main sort of takeaway from the book is that it's like that really boring thing of if you cook your own stuff then you know what's going into it you know and the problem is there's loads of the ready meals and stuff that we're all becoming increasingly reliant on whilst they're very convenient and I do that you know obviously it's um it's just much better to be able to know what you're putting in your food and how much you're putting in and yeah the issue is with table salt and things like that they put um, lots of chemicals in, in the table salt which make it harder for your body to deal with the table salt that you've eaten Yeah. and they, um, they're they sort of anti-caking agents to make it flow freer if you, th- if you think about what that's doing inside your body I'd just, I'd just rather have something that came from the sea which has all of the all of the minerals in it which you physically can't live without yeah I don't want any anti-caking happening inside exactly. me I want caking well, um, that's why you're here today. Yeah. I am, and I've just breathed that cookie in. And thank you so much. For it. <laughs> it's so one welcome. of the. It was absolutely delicious. Oh, I'm so glad. It was like, like swanky bakery delicious. You know what you're doing. It was so nice. It's very also, buttery. Which I, is the um, secret. Have you got any spares of this book? That one's for you. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make this. Yeah. Look, I'm going to make. I got a cucumber in my fruit and veg Ooh, box from my box this morning. I'm going to make. I get wonky veg. I'm going to make a cucumber quickle. Oh, gorgeous. That's it's, really delicious. That actually. is basically pickled cucumber, isn't basically, it? All sliced yeah. up. Yeah. And you use, and 
if you use red onions, your quicker would develop a fancy pink hue. Absolutely. And there's a lush little picture of it there. Yeah. I might make it for a future hoovering guest, Jess. Please Just an do. excuse to mention you and your book oh, again. Oh, thank you so much. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Have you ever had a patch in your life where you ate the same thing every day? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, God, definitely university, I had a lot of those, you know those noodles that come in a yellow packet and I think they were 18p from uh, the spa that we live near. I know exactly I, what you mean. Yeah, they were delicious. Were they Asian and they had Asian writing yeah, on them? Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're great. I, I mean, I'd still, actually, I would still eat them now, but I don't. Mm, I can't think of anywhere locally that sells them, but there definitely will be. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they are so cheap. It's so easy to get into a rut of eating the same thing, though, isn't it? I had a super noodle every day for lunch in university. Gorgeous, yeah. Chicken super noodle. Yeah. Um, I read the nutritional values of it on the back, and then for when it was uncooked, and believed those Mm. until halfway through the year. (laughs) Who is eating it uncooked? I don't know why they should have to put the nutritional values for uncooked. On any food that you have to cook to eat. Is there someone just taking the noodles out like an enormous oblong log and just eat trying to eat that like a massive dry crisp? Do you know what the funny thing is though? I genuinely have tried them raw. I I, I couldn't tell you why, but they're delicious. For a dare? No, I didn't. Delicious? Honestly, I think I just started eating, you know those little bits that left in the packet that sort of crashed? I promise you taste them. They're really nice. Do you know what they're making me but think? It's like crisps. Do you know what? Maybe it's it reminding me it might be like what's that stuff called that you put sometimes on top of a curry for a bit of crunch on Indian oh, street food? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's um, delicious. Something puri. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Oh my yeah. god. <clears throat> Maybe really they are good. delicious and we missed a trick. And oh my yeah. God, if you smashed up a super noodle, didn't cook it and coated it in this <gasps> magic dust. Magic dust, yeah. Umami number two, actually, it's now called. Umami number two, yeah. let's never call yeah. it magic dust again. <laughs> um, are there different numbers of umami because well, we of how much umami Well, we have umami number one as well, right. yeah, uh, which is, and that's made with... Um, is it like Calvin Klein? <laughs> <laughs> It's made with uh, dried shiitake mushroom and seaweed. Fucking hell, that the sh- sounds so fit. Honestly, the shiitake mushroom is nuts because it's grown in... Um, what I love about the food industry is all the producers and people that I meet are genuinely so interesting. Like, yeah. So the guy who grows the mushrooms for us is called Kanan and he um, he lives in, in Snowdonia and he grows all of his mushrooms in two old shipping containers and he's also a really highly acclaimed Welsh poet. Beautiful. Uh, and he's, he's an amazing writer. So I've, he, I've read a couple of translations and he's, he's just got a really amazing way with words and he's just got the best stories. And I went to have a look around his shipping containers. The other thing he does is he, like the blocks of mushrooms. A link to him in the oh podcast God, notes. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. You'll have to teach. Oh yeah, yeah. Text me a link to his stuff. I will. Thank you. He literally, um, he bangs the mushroom blocks with a big stick because it's meant to, I think, stimulate growth. Um, I think it's like after a storm or something, you've mm. sort of emulated something. But I, he just, he looks completely mad when he does it, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean, you're yeah. banging a shipping container full of shrooms. <laughs> in the, like, literally in the middle of quite remote North Wales, <laughs> in the middle of these mountains. And it's astoundingly beautiful. That's, that's what I should say about where we make the salt as well, is North Wales is such a gorgeous part of the world. Cause you invited got, me to visit and I still yeah. want to take you up on that. Oh, please point. do. It would be incredible. It's an amazing, like, um, 
just the combination of mountains and sea is quite unusual. It's really, really gorgeous. I'm yeah. touring, I'm writing a show at the moment uh, for Edinburgh and I'm touring that in the new year and I've got, I'm doing it with a um, lovely uh, Little Wonder who run the McCullough Festival and everything, mm. that lovely comedy oh, production cool, company. So, so I'll, for the first time I'll have hopefully quite a few dates in Wales. So Great, that's exciting. I can bring Rudy and turn it into yes. a, a trip. Yeah, that'd I'd be great. That. Um, it's not somewhere I feel I've any, I don't know if I've ever been. Yeah, well this is, I'm like I'm sort of on a one woman mission to get more people from London to go there because it's literally yeah. a three hour direct train. That's not So but you could do it in a day, like I regularly do it in a day. Yeah. Um, You're doing it today. I'm doing it today, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's so lovely. Yeah. No, I thought I'd drop that question, but I can still see it written there. <laughs> What's the, you're going to have to oh, say it God. now. You're going um, to have to say it now. So I meant, okay, fine. What's the worst thing you've ever done with food? <laughs> it sounds such a filthy That's question, so filthy. especially for someone I don't already know. But what I think what I meant is like because there's loads of like all things you like can yeah, not, not use it as food, use okay. it for a prank. You know, um, violence. You could use it violently. Oh um, you could use it wastefully. Um, you could. Uh, I guess one. I guess one of the. I used to, for, I only did it for a couple of years, but I was an assistant food stylist for a while. Excellent. So I worked on um, on food shoots for, you know, like adverts and did a lot of stuff for like John Lewis and Marks and Spencers and, all, you know, all the big wigs. And I mean, two things come to mind immediately. One was we had to do, um, it was essentially bangers and mash. And I, bear in mind, I've been vegetarian for I'm 30, I've been vegetarian for 25 years. I had to, um, you know when sausages come in a packet oh, and they're God. all like, they're basically quite square, aren't they? Because yeah. they've been forced and into the packet. And you had to massage. Like, oh. I, I don't know how, like a lot of sausages. <laughs> because also, I don't know if you know this, Jess, but a sausage looks a lot nice when it's slightly curved. So you have to like, you have to massage it so that it was round and then curve it. God, so you've managed to give a not filthy answer that's the filthiest answer that anybody's ever given to this question, I can feel myself going so in Italy and it was um, there was some of them, some of it was quite obscure ingredients and one of the dishes bear in mind the, the amazing food stylist who I was assisting um, is also vegetarian and we did loads of meaty recipes and we had to go every day to this butcher's and like, get the food oh, and uh, the butcher was absolutely charming didn't speak a word of English and like you know how they do when they give you like a little plate of all these delicious like you know, pieces of flesh yeah, to sample. Fuck. And we both have to just like put it in our handbag. But the worst thing that happened was we had to get a we had to get a woodcock um for a recipe. Um and it was out of season. It was, what is a woodcock? It's like it's a game bird. Right, um, right. And it was out of season so there was no woodcock on the menu anywhere. So we had to we had to really try hard to find someone who would go and kill the woodcock for us. Oh shit, you got a freshly slaughtered woodcock. But then so we it took us a long time to finally source someone who'd do it for us. And then uh, we got a call from the publishers the next day and they said, Oh, we've decided to axe the woodcock recipe because it's not accessible. And we were like Shit! So then we had to front Yeah, you're telling me it's not accessible. We had to murder one, you pricks. <laughs> we had 
to call the guy and be frantically like, have you killed the woodcock yet? Please don't slaughter the woodcock on our behalf. Uh, and luckily we got there in time, but it was a bit of a farcical. Flipping heck. Yeah. They are both very amazing answers. Mm, yum in my time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's the earliest thing you remember eating? Apart from milk, although I don't think anybody remembers milk. God, I don't remember that, no. God, that's really hard. What did you have at your childhood birthdays then in that case to eat? I'm just having a bit of the cookie that is yours. Um, My cookie is your cookie. Thanks, mate. Uh, God, I I guess your strongest food memories as a kid tend to be either the really good ones or the really bad Mm -hmm. ones, don't they? Well, actually, bad yeah. Apparently that's, um, and this might, again, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not anything other than a clown. <laughs> but um, the logic, a clever friend told me of that, is mm. that it's just survival. And the same reason why when you were little, you probably, all those carbs, mm. they're all, we are, we've evolved to know that that's a safe colour of food to it. Absolutely, yeah. And all the that's nightshades and stuff, yeah. yeah. And they're not going to poison us, they're not going to kill us, they're not going to set off an allergen. Mm. Um, and I think it's the same reason why, and it's not just food, but that you hold on to bad shit. Mm. Same so, so I do stand-up, and you, mm. uh, it's, I'm much better at it now, but it's the, the joy of the best gig of your life. You cannot keep it for very long. Yeah. You can try and wallow in yeah. it, and you get a night, maybe a night and a day max. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you shit a gig up, if you stink it out... Yeah. And the you know walk out central or the heckle yeah. that crushes you yeah. crushes your dreams, then um, yeah you have to work on letting that go. And it's yeah. it's self defence. It's, it's so, so that you are protecting yeah. yourself against future, future. bad things. Yeah. Um, so I think most people's first memory of food probably is a shitty one. Yeah. Especially if you didn't like a lot of stuff as a kid, perhaps. Yeah, it's also 
really funny because when I, in terms of food in my family, like my, I have two older brothers and mm. one of them, um, his girlfriend is always saying that she thinks it's hilarious when she comes to Wales to my parents' house because we, we will quite literally sit down, have breakfast and we've already planned lunch and dinner before the end of the meal. Like, like that's, and often the whole holiday, day, everything yeah. is just all about what we're going to eat and... How, like everyone's pretty good at cooking and nice. my, my dad grows a lot of stuff and my mum's an amazing baker and then <clears throat> my oldest brother is I mean he's really annoying actually he's annoyingly good like oh, he's one of those he's golden bollocks yeah and he just like literally he just makes something that tastes <laughs> great every time it's, it's really irritating yeah. um yeah so but it, it, it hasn't sort of always been like that yeah. we, but I guess before they started making the salt it, I don't ever remember it being as central to our life really so it's quite funny that it's really sort of um, they've definitely become more interested in it as they've got older and more mm. involved in the business and like I you know we used to just have fairly like it was always good good like well cooked and stuff but yeah. it wasn't anything sort of fancy or no like I remember my mum making an Indian sort of curry when I was probably not till I was like 13 14 and that was quite a big like quite an exciting thing yeah, for a vegetarian yeah. as well because I'd just been on oh, Linda yeah. McCartney sausages shit and, forever because like it's been shit vegetarian food's been shit in the yeah. UK for a long time god you know what I've, I don't think I've mentioned it on I've, I remember the first time I had a Thai green curry it was at mm. my friend Maya's house that her dad Woody had made I think mm. um, and that blew my mind the first so time different. you get those tastes yeah. those all those spice red coconut and everything I always think when people move to the UK from somewhere exotic like coming from India or something they must just think what is going like so boring I don't know now maybe I'm spoilt but we you know who's eating bland food anymore that's into eating that's very true especially in London fuck me or any city any city I should say Manchester as well Bristol everywhere you know you you're spitting distance now. And even in the countryside, like I grew up in Dorset and Swanage and then we had an Indian and a Chinese takeaway. Mm. They just weren't very good. <laughs> but now they've got a really good one over right. both. Yeah. yeah. Um, and fish and chips. Yeah. I defend of that. All the, all the classics, absolutely. I just um, I also think it's funny though how how British food I've always found is classically it's not as much about sharing, is it? I find that like, mm. you know, so I've been to India a bit and just the idea of sitting down and everyone shares everything like all the time and whereas we're a bit more like I guess a roast dinner is like a bit more sherry but not really it, you only the share same. the meat bit don't exactly. you really the rest of it's all plonked on your yeah. plate and it's just for you and it's the same in like Italy like we're diving into like pizza and or you know obviously tapas and like Mexican all these little tacos that you make together and yeah it's just I think it's quite it's interesting isn't it do you know what <clears throat> really um I'm sort of annoyed at myself that I've never noticed that, especially because I've just been on tour um, with a podcast I do called The Guilty Feminist, and um, um, there was a conversation backstage one night about only children, and I mm. sort of quietly listened while everybody described the traits of an only child, knowing an that only I technically child? am one. I've got lots of halves, but I didn't get okay. them to my teens, so I think technically, okay, biologically, right. I'm an only child. And the main thing that they all seem to agree on is that all only children are terrible at sharing. <laughs> and then I waited for it all to finish and went, fuck off, all of you. Like, like, I'm an only child, and I'm really good at sharing, actually. I'm, I am, I'm really really good at sharing but I've just been questioning it ever since just like did you see that news article about a month ago that said that no one really washes their legs in the shower oh my god yeah and I was like I've never washed my legs 
legs. I've never washed my and legs. And so ever since, and I've been washing my legs. Have you? Yeah. Out of shame that they, they'd been unwashed for 35 years. But um, I just think it's that thing where now I'm like, would you like some of my food? Left at the centre. But I think, I wonder whether I've only noticed that how culturally selfish we are when yeah. it comes to eating communally because of my selfish, selfish only childness. I think the first time I really thought about it was Gavin and Stacey is one of my all-time favourite so shows. Good. Obviously being Welsh. Yeah. Um, and when, when Nessa um, gets her... <laughs> gets her like fish and chip order and just talks about how it's only for her and then the same way they get the Indian takeaway and she's like well you know what are you guys having because I'm having this and you're not having any of it <laughs> and I was like god there's always someone like that though yeah there? there's there always is. one person who's like well no that was my order yeah yeah <laughs> but then there's always someone who's too far down the other end of the spectrum I've uh, a group of very dear women mates all from uni um not that we're all at the same one but our, our friend archangel who's one of those mates um has a sibling but i mean that's got nothing to do with it she she would for, for the first decade of knowing her she would and it same applied to cigarettes as well back then she'd never want she'd never get a starter she'd just be like i just have a bit of all of yours <laughs> just so confidently know that she could just take what she wanted from anyone's plate she never bought cigarettes she isn't someone who's tight generally but with food specifically and I think cigarettes is a similar mentality going on when you're a student just taking it off your plate just swoop in take it off your plate she is the eldest uh but fuck, it, we've it, we've actually had to draw quite a hard line in the sand. I'm not now. surprised. She's not allowed that anywhere near. And now she's turned us all way more nesterish. Yeah, we're all like, no, no. There's nothing lovelier than when. And then de- I feel like we maybe we're wising up to it. There's places like there's definitely gastro pubs, aren't there? But it is quite a meaty thing normally, yeah. where you go and you share a massive yeah. leg of something between yeah. eight of you, and it's there's a minimum for the table and stuff like that. Um, like banquet style that's yeah. quite a lovely way of doing things and also an easy a better way if you are a meat eater of using whole animals absolutely yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah. something a bit more communal about it absolutely oh god it's so interesting in places where you sit around and also the time taken in other cultures overeating oh, i'm god, very envious yeah, of that absolutely we went to the other amazing thing about um the salt company is just our, our customers have genuinely become like such good friends. So we have one um, guy in Spain who supplies some incredible restaurants in Spain with the salt. And he, his, he's got basically the dream job. He just travels the world sourcing the very best of everything. So like the best saffron, the best olive oil, the best salt, the best pasta. And so you can imagine, we went to his wedding and he's absolutely, oh my God. absolutely charming. And he's married an absolutely charming woman who is the sort of daughter of this amazing sausage like charcuterie right business um so but they had like they had just one table for all of their producers so it was like <gasps> us and also he's like he's he's just so lovely but he calls us the people of the salt and then we were next oh! the people of the rice and then oh, um, wow. like around the corner was he also calls them Tyned sardines tin sardines nice Tyned sardines, sardines. Yeah. I had a Brazilian <laughs> friend um, called Marcos um, oh. when I was uh, a student and he pronounced Julia Roberts Julia Hobbits <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> Tyned sardines was the food at that wedding extraordinary oh my god it was just it was it was amazing but what but what sort of reminded me of him was that it just it just went on for so long and then mm. the next day we met for lunch and he said just to warn you like this lunch will finish up 4am so like bring your A game 
<laughs> wow. Just, it's literally like, and they're not greedy or like, no. you know, they don't have any kind of, I mean, sort of, it's not a troubling like sitting down and eating 97 courses. No, it's, it's, like, it's not like one of those eat all you can world buffets where you go and get yeah. like a roast chicken on top of your curry, on totally, top of your pizza, on top of your... Prosecco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more just like, you know, just proper talking and mm. it sounds so trite doesn't it it's just really but it's just really communal and nice like that's it's such a great place to start with um you know family and yeah society in general oh god i yeah. want us to make more time for great big long lunches that yeah. go to 4 a.m again tell me about it i know and you can have naps yeah. in the middle of that yeah exactly well, i would i didn't last till i have to say yeah because i yeah i lasted till 4 a.m at the wedding and then i, I knew it was going to be whoa whoa yeah. whoa 4 a.m at the wedding i'm so <laughs> impressed also you'll love this story the place where we were staying i i went back i, I was staying with my mum and dad and i went back later because i was having a great time and uh i just couldn't open the door into our like airbnb and i eventually had to ring my dad oh, no. like, looking quite annoyed and he basically it was a sliding door and i'd be <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. I nearly spat my water out. Yeah, it was very funny. Okay, on that note, hangover, what are you having? Oh, God. What sort of hangover? Are we talking like acidic? Oh, God, it's such a good question. No one's asked me for hangover specifics. You're so Welsh. You are so Welsh. Um, Let's go white wine. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, oh god i feel like i've triggered you <laughs> god i don't know just do you know what i was talking about this actually the other day i feel like a milkshake's quite good i mean it could sure. go either way yeah but yeah, like yeah. A, a solid milkshake yeah um like a nice almond milk with loads of strawberries oh you've made it and, quite posh i was thinking mcdonald's oh i see i'm never sure about them because mm. wasn't there that rumor about there was a lard in them or something i mean i'm sure it's just a rumor but Oh God! <laughs> I can't. I can't remember the last time I got one for me, but I do. I get them for my do three. You, do you chocolate or? Yeah, don't tell my ex-mother-in-law. No, not chocolate actually, because chocolate makes him mad. Does it? Yeah, he's got like a, something's wrong oh, with wow, the chemicals okay. in chocolate. God, wow! All chocolate or? Just... Well, it's actually. I think if anything, it's getting worse. My ex is very keen to. Uh, ban chocolate because it does oh alter his personality what literally yep wow and I think no microdose him I agree microdose him because he can't yeah. live his whole life not having that but the fallout from <laughs> even the time yeah so I, I thought it was just milk chocolate um, white chocolate seems to not be an issue okay, right. sugar's not an issue it's something to do with the caffeine mm. and whatever other enzymes That's or whatever it kicks off for you yeah, yeah it, it, and that fat and sugar combined it's something about it all together in milk chocolate but then the other day he had chocolate ice cream so he'd run out of vanilla at the end of a meal out and a uh, yeah, it happened. He just, he, we, he had God. to be, he was trying to run in the road, smashing oh up God. on people's doors, trying That's to smash crazy. people's gardens up on the walk home. Oh so it turns him into uh, the Hulk and he just, he, we just had to take turns because it's so heavy carrying him by his ankles over our backs. Oh my like, God. Firemen's lift him home like you'd have to someone who's gone too far on a hen night. <laughs> And he, he goes all purple. He's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's, he gets this like, it's like a different person, it's like he's possessed. Oh and he's an exorcist after chocolate. That's so hard though, isn't it? It's like the classic, like, do you do you let them have a little bit or do you not give them any and then they'll just want it for the rest of their life? Yeah. 
Oh, you've got to let them have a little yeah. bit, unless <clears throat> it fi- we find out that it, there's something, you know, there's some actual physiological yeah. reason why he's not meant yeah. to be having it. I mean, that and that yeah. does scare me a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. he doesn't, we don't need to test it all, all the time. <laughs> but my inclination would always yeah. be to go down that route of like, well, give him a little bit. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there were times where the uh, chocolate coin, one chocolate coin, Nothing went wrong, okay. but it's there's a, it's just definitely a tipping point. I was like, well, look, one chocolate. It was one time in the car. I was like, he had a chocolate coin, and it was fine. Now, I've done that a few times this week, and so we let him have three Rolos. <laughs> Psycho. My God. Yeah, it's tricky, and he he's actually old enough now to sort of talk <clears throat> about it. He'll be like, when really? I have chocolate, I'm like a different person, and wow. I really can't listen. Oh my god! He's gosh. really like, yeah. I don't listen That's to so chocolate. This is cho- well, we're constantly wanging god. on about it. Wow. Um, yeah, I completely derailed whatever you were talking about. Hangover oh, I can't food. even remember. Hangover, hangover food. Oh, milkshake, uh, milkshake. McDonald's. But you were going to yeah. have an almond milk milkshake with well, strawberries. Well, I mean, that does make me sound like a wanker. I'm fully aware of that. We're all wankers. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think there's something in milk which is quite good for, um, you know, some sort of creamy something mm. sort of takes the edge off a bit. You've got a... You've got a, t- a crossroads, haven't you, with a hangover? Yeah. And there's one door that's orange juice, and behind the other door oh, is milk. No. Orange, absolutely not orange really? juice. Really? Oh, God, that's way too acidic for me. Can't handle it. Grapefruit juice? Uh, oh, can't handle it. Devil's pineapple, piss. can't handle it. I literally can't pineapple handle it. Pineapple can't handle it. Can't handle it. I like the there's taste. There's something almost furry like, about pineapple oh, juice. Oh, God, it's like drinking lactic acid. No. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Absolutely not. On a hangover, that would be the end of me. It would actually. I found that the older I'm getting, obviously, the hangovers get worse. But I had one the other week that well, I felt like um, I felt like you could have run a car on the contents of my stomach. Like it, I felt like my a, a car battery. Wow! Sort of sloshing about. I felt really, oh. chem, really chemical. Oh. And the last thing you want to put in there is more um, mm. acid, isn't it? I was mm. drinking free. I think it was Prosecco or bubbly of some sort. It was after the Prosecco. press night of a play that I'm in. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it was free. And, and they, it, we were drinking it, but out of very big glasses. <laughs> and um, and then I think I did that thing of moving on from that to beer, like mm. a cretin. <laughs> Absolute classic. Yeah. Absolute classic. Just a little... <clears throat> oh, beer doesn't... Never harmed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> delicious. My dad was brought up in in East Africa because his parents were missionaries. Oh wow! Um, yeah, my immediate my immediate family are we are not religious at all. So he's very much the black sheep of the family. Right. But he we went back to sort of see where he grew up and stuff. Um, and we did have we had like sugar coated ants there, wow. which was I guess that was pretty weird. Whereabouts in East Africa? Uh, in Uganda. Okay. Wow. Um. So they were and they were served like in a um. In you know like a newspaper cone and then they were like it was like have you ever had rainbow drops do you remember them it was like puffed rice <gasps> yes they're different coloured rainbow yeah. oh my they, god I've forgotten about they them they tasted like them they tasted like them Lo- yeah, lovely yeah so just basically a, prote- yeah. a more protein like version air, I don't think- sugary crunchy um, I totally eat an ant nice. that ate like yeah. a rainbow yeah <laughs> I totally eat that they're great those rainbow drops they were right. fun, weren't yeah, they? And them. then those ones that look like a UFO with a little bit yes, of sherbet inside, saucers. a flying saucer. Yes. yes. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious.
Someone has made helicopters sentient, Jess, and um, it turns out they're all absolute wankers. Really insecure and aggressive, like Millwall fans. They've formed a mob and are threatening to ruin loads of trees with their propellers. Their creator has agreed to turn them back into compliant robo-slaves. Um... That's actually a robot means slave, doesn't it? Um, compliant slaves, but only if you, and weird it does have to be you, do a really long CrossFit class just inches from the sun. Oh. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! Um, everything goes back to normal. You are lauded by all of humanity. You've gone down in history for doing something amazing. You're absolutely twatted out from that massive exercise you're allowed to shower whatever you'd like to reset but your actual immediate reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams i would like to know nothing has to be possible ethical healthy anything it doesn't have to exist none of the answers have to be things that could really happen this is a dream scenario okay um what would you eat what would you drink who with and where wow such a strong question i mean What would I start with? I feel like I would um, I would start with you know in um, in Spain you could get that amazing bread which has just been smeared with a tomato. Oh I my god, I know exactly what you mean. Someone's just half a tomato smashed a tomato yeah. into him. And like a good crunch of obviously Halloween sea salt and yes. some, some olive oil that's so nice you could drink it. Oh that's yes. A, like just as an appetizer that would be nice. Um and also maybe some poppadoms because they're great. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite pickle? Mango, every time. Oh, really? Every time, yeah. What about, about you? the lime, mate? Oh, no. Absolutely not. No. All about the mango. <laughs> um, that, what's the one that, um, the posh one that you get in Tesco's, which has Nigella seeds in? Oh, Do you I know think that's I mean? kind of blue, isn't it? Yeah. What's the one with the blue lid? Oh, anyway. That's I know really, exactly what you mean. That's really boring. But that's I'm going to look it up. I'm yeah. going to look it up and put it in the podcast Great. notes. Well done. Great shout. Um... And then, what would I have? I mean, something, something, probably something quite boring, like mac and cheese. That's not boring. Is that okay? When that's done well, yeah. that is really great that's for That's a sort of dream childhood mm. dish, really. Uh, my brother made one recently where he put crumbled up watsits on the top. He's 35 years of age. I'm all over yeah. that. Yeah. I was literally, while you were talking, thinking, I want something crunchy on top of it. So. There you go. Yeah. And then you just did that. What's it? I yeah. had a casting for an advert for Quavers recently where I had to mime licking. Wow. Uh, licking individual Quavers. But they Ooh. didn't give us real Quavers for the audition. Um, they gave us fun-sized <laughs> chocolate bars unwrapped, you know, wrapped up, sorry. And they'd been so handled, but very much method and in the moment I did lick the I licked it for real and they sort of had to go no 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 don't lick that don't lick that you're the hundredth person to have handled it please don't actually lick it and I forgot to take my tongue piercing out I mean I don't think I'm going to get the job which is why I'm happy to talk about it on here I love the way you dive in it's like drinking from my cough medicine like directly from the bottle just try it yeah 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 making me stronger I've interrupted your amazing answer did you did you listen to I can't remember what podcast oh I feel like it was on Freakonomics or something like that but the the CEO of um, I think it was PepsiCo was talking about crisps and how it was really it really annoyed me talking about how women they're like looking at how to package crisps because women don't like to do that don't Sorry, like to I'm tip the bag tip up the into your mouth the to get the crumbs out they don't like to do that women in public love to do that <laughs> I know anywhere 
I was literally like, which women are you talking to? Oh, it, re- it did really irritate That's me. It's infuriating. Quite, it was quite funny, though. It was like um, that Doritos gate, wasn't it, where they were saying oh that women God, can't, yes. don't want to lick their fingers or yes. some shit. We're getting less dusty crisps oh for women. Oh, my God, for God's sake. Oh, get a kiss my penis. Oh, God. Also, I'm really intrigued as to like how you can get, you know, how are you going to get around that? Well, yeah. Literally, like put them in a ball I don't like what's the what's oh, the give answer give us a special little lady glove so we can keep our <laughs> tiny lady hands all dust free I um, wouldn't want any cool original what, what's that on your hands cool original dust <laughs> oh my god Horror. yeah I went to a wedding recently where there was a crisp bar and my friend yes. was wedding. that was great she had all the she had space invaders she had disco yes she had oh I love yes. her this is awesome great. and then she had bags so you could just do pick and mix crisps oh yeah uh, and it came out at like 2am <gasps> that is such a cool move yeah, my um, um, my ex and I once <laughs> instead of Christmas had uh, before we were together enough to spend time actually at each other's families or anything long time pre having a kid <laughs> but we once had a Christmas day together at his house and had Christmas and Did just you? had all the crisps oh God, yes so because crisps are great I mean yes. a salty snack and a cold beer is very difficult to beat in he, my book he made yes it's true he made mm. the mistake of telling his very classy mum that we were doing it she was disgusted <laughs> how um, fantastic yes so we got as far as I can't remember macaroni now. cheese macaroni cheese with, with what's it's on top yes, yes. Um, and then I love those I love custard tarts Portuguese custard tarts oh yeah mm. nice they've got yeah. a great name haven't they as well they're called pasta na- donata pasta donata mm. pasta they're donata good. they're good um, if that's us yeah. saying cake what yeah. of it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean I feel like my answer to this would be different on any day you ask me well that's me. fine I'm and sure that's, that's normal true. I'm sure that's true with everyone yeah. That's a compliment to you. Is it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Great for well, I say that because I'm life. a really arrogant comedian and my answer, and I also don't think I could, I'd want to be able to change my answer depending on my mood per Absolutely. hour. Absolutely, yeah. Um, would you, um, and where would you go and who with? I feel like the dream, I feel like the dream guest would be, I feel like Kirsty Young would be a great, Ooh, great yeah. guest. Because imagine how many stories she's got. Yeah. She met so many interesting people. Yeah. Um, and also I could listen to her talk all day because yeah. I love her voice smashing voice um, who would be there I mean just boring family and friends I have to mm. be honest <coughs> yeah no offence to family and friends <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a bit worried before you arrived because I thought is being around a comedian going to make me more or less funny I feel like yeah, I feel like I mean, I feel like it's put me under pressure to come up with more funny answers, but that's the honest no. answer. It's my family. It's know? lovely. No, you mustn't come up with funny answers. Um, I, the thing to remember about hanging around with a comedian is really the pressure's on them. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> that's so true. Um, <laughs> you, honest answers all the way. Um, I worry that people think that from the stage. I, I don't ask my audience many questions, but... Um, Comedians that do, you know, when you say, what's your name? There's nothing worse from a comedian's point of view than someone sitting there thinking, thinking of, funny, thinking of a funny oh name. God. Oh, God. Like, oh, no, no, oh just God. tell me your... Tell, just say Kate, just say Bob, just say, just say a name. And then it's on me to, to cope with that. But please don't go... Here we fucking go. Get out.
absolutely massive great big thank you to the brilliant Jessie Wilson. You have to scoff up her lovely Hallamon salt wherever you can get it. Since I'm supermarkets and stuff now, and also I implore you to get a book. It's called The Magic of Seasoning, and I've already made uh, an absolutely hundred percent sexy pickled salad thing out of it. It's got recipes and stuff, but also it's just very beautifully written. It was lush the salad I made. Get it, get the book, especially if you're a salt monster like me. Um, follow us on social media. Why not do that? We're at the Hoovering Pod. Uh, come and see us do a live show. We're doing live shows all over the place. Uh, it's going to be some announcements soon about the autumn. Uh, follow me if you want, at Jessica Fostercue on all the social media. And if you want to email me or look up where uh, my gigs or the Hoovering live shows are on, go to my website, jessicafostercue.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy Hoovering. 